0: 50 hacks for engagement just aren't enough. Welcome to the Hack Learning Podcast, progressive education that provides right now solutions and never requires a five year plan. And now, here's your host, a man who believes old school teachers should be put in a timeout, Mark Barnes. We might put old school teachers in a timeout, but there is nothing old school about today's guest on the Hack Learning Podcast. We've got the amazing, inimitable James Sturdevant, author of Hacking Engagement. And in Hacking Engagement, Jim brought us fifty tips and tools to engage teachers and learners daily. And I gotta tell you, as I said in the open, fifty tips and tools to engage learners just isn't enough especially when you got somebody like Jim Sturdivant because he's always got more and he's going to bring us more and he's going to start that today Jim Sturdivant welcome to the hack learning podcast what's going on my friend well,
1: Mark Barnes, wow. I, I, I'll tell you what, the years are starting to stack up. You, you said there's nothing old school about me. Well, I looked at my state teacher's retirement system, and I begged to differ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said old school, Jim, not old. Old school. We don't like to All talk right, about friend. old, you know. I don't like to talk about old either, believe me. Uh, it is hey, what it is, you know, my man. You know, yeah, and hey, it, it is summer, and it's it's break time for educators. And I think, you know, a lot of people who aren't in the teaching profession, they think that you know, teachers, get, summer, they say vacation comes, and they think they take, like, three months, and they're just, you know, off to Hawaii and hiking around the world and just chilling. And right. we know that's not true. In fact, you have been busy, my friend, because, oh, yeah. again, as I said in the open, we did hacking engagement um, about a year ago now.
1: Mark, so- I, think it was, uh, I think it was after school started. I it, think it was made, in October. Maybe
0: October. Man, I'm losing track. Yeah. Um, You know, and here we are, so we're less than a year later, and I mean, in that book, you did 50. I mean, 50 is amazing. You know, in the hack learning world, we're typically in the 5-10 range for our hacks, for things to make teaching and learning better. And you did 50 and provided amazing tips and tools that, you know, make kids want to be in class and get them engaged and get them excited about learning. And it's not all technology. There's a lot of really neat Strategies that just say, Hey, this is what gets kids going, but now you're coming back with fifty more. We're doing hacking engagement again. Tell <laughs> us about it.
1: There was only one way that I was going to write a sequel <laughs> to hacking engagement, and that was
0: that that was if it could pass the Francis Ford Coppola test mm. And tell us about that. I haven't heard this. I'm excited to know about this dust.
1: A couple years ago, one of my friends, for some odd reason, brought up the idea of sequels. (laughs) And how sequels are hard to pull off. And then we started laughing about that. And we started listening to some of the sequels that we've seen in our life that didn't live up to the original. Uh, Jaws. (laughs) Jaws.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: right. a, it's a great one from my youth. I mean, the original Jaws, I mean, come on, man, that was a heck of a movie. Mm-hmm. Jaws 2, bad movie. <laughs> right, right. Jurassic Park, great movie. Next Jurassic Park, not a good movie. Right. So so my friends were all laughing about this and one of my one of my very close friends of Italian descent goes, Well man, you, you're not you're not thinking this through because in nineteen seventy two, Francis Ford Coppola put out Mario Puzo's book, The Godfather, and then in 74, he comes out with Godfather 2, and Godfather 2 is actually better than the original masterpiece. So, for some odd reason, that that whole conversation came up in my mind when you and I started talking about... Writing another one, writing a sequel, Mm -hmm. and and it had to pass the Francis Ford Coppola test. So it's got to be
0: as good or better. (laughs) Got to be right. right? Yeah, I've had to talk about the Godfather with so many friends. You know, It, it is. It sort of breaks the mold because I'm with you. Most movies that have sequels are never as good. The, the sequel's never as good. And everyone I talk to about The Godfather says, isn't it funny how The Godfather 2 is better than the first one? <laughs> so so you're suggesting now, and we know hacking engagement's phenomenal. Now, if, I'm, I'm sure we've got tons of listeners. We have so many repeat listeners, and thank you, repeat listener, for being here. We have so many, and they've read so many of the books. So many people tweet at me or email me and go, man, I've read five. I've read eight. I've read everyone." So I know a lot of people listening today have read the first hacking engagement, and I know they love it. So um, you're suggesting now in hacking engagement again that there's more. There's 50 more, right? But also maybe even something that goes beyond and is a little better. Let's dive in and tell people who have read the first, and if they haven't read the first, Tell them what we're going to get that maybe is a little different, that maybe you might say, someone might say, this is even better. Well,
1: this is a, that's a great question. And just let me add just one more thing to what you just said. These books work so well together that we decided that the first hack in hacking engagement again shouldn't be hack number one. It should be hack number 51.
0: Right. Yeah, they flow. Now, they flow into each other, sure.
1: And and I was really excited about that because uh someone who just picks up hacking engagement again and they're they're turning the first page and it says hack fifty one, they might think, Well well wait a minute, why are we starting at fifty one? <laughs> and then they might be inclined to check out the original, the big brother, I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So so I'm all about the seamless nature of these two books together. Yeah. Now one thing one thing about hacking engagement again that I that I love so much is the practicality of the hacks that are there. I mean, you read these hacks, you're going to know exactly how to implement them tomorrow. There's going to be no fuzziness whatsoever. And I'd like to talk about three hacks How's that
0: sound, Mr. Boss? Yeah, Barnes? yeah, absolutely. Let's let's dive in. I know people here who are familiar with you know what they're getting. There may be some people who aren't familiar with the amazing Jim event and with hacking <laughs> engagement. Let's let's tell them. Yeah, let's let's give some samples of hacking engagement again.
1: Well, you know, I, I've been in education a long time. I've seen a lot of things come and go. The one thing that bothers me. About teaching, about education, is we tend to overreact to new ideas. Now, one of the big movements in contemporary education that, Mark, I am so enthusiastic about is self directed learning and personalization. I'm all about it. I think it's wonderful. But we can go overboard with that too. (laughs) One of the, uh, one of the annoying cliches that I bet you I've heard over 20 times at professional development is now you don't want to be the sage on stage. You want to be the guide on the side. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I I kind of agree with that. I'm not I'm not dissing that. Sure. I I think I think there's a lot to be said for being like Yoda (laughs) sitting back there in the back with your robes on like helping kids out individually. Yeah. But think about this. Think about the movie Dead Poet Society."
0: <laughs> I love it, Jimmy. Bring us back to movies.
1: Uh, th- think about the iconic scene where Mr. Keating stands on his desk. Mm-hmm. Now that wouldn't have been as good if Mr. Keating would have brought up students individually and said, now, how are you going to carpe diem your, uh, <laughs> right. your day, day?
0: Right. <laughs> well, how, we got to seize the day. Really right. would be
1: right. spot, uh, popular. So there are times, man, that you've got to be the sage on stage. There are times that you got to get up in front of these kids and inspire them.
0: Yeah, and but in- you got to do it the right way. So, you, you, can't, you know, you, you, how, you, you how can't, do we do that, Jim? How can I be a sage on the stage? Because what I picture is just that, monotone, you know, right, the guy, right. Go. let's stick with movies, the guy from Ferris Bueller, you know, that's what I yeah. picture, Bueller, yeah, Bueller, so how can I be a sage on a stage and engage my kids? Well, hold on, I'm not done with this movie analogy. Oh,
1: All, Oftentimes in movies, when you see classroom scenes, and you see maybe even an engaging teacher like Mr. Keating, there's still just about four or five kids participating. The rest are silent, like cast of thousands, you know, just right. wallflower types. Sure. So, what I'm promoting in hacking engagement again is I'm promoting that we update, that we upgrade, that we evolve our presentation skills for the 21st century. Yeah, I love it. And how do you do it? And well, right smack dab in the middle of hacking engagement again, hack 74 and hack 75 talks about how you do this. And I like the
0: fact that they're right in the middle of the book because they're so crucial. Now not Jim. Now, hold on. Now if I have if I'm holding this book in my hand can I just jump to this? Can I can I go to 7475 because I'm I'm listening to this podcast and I and I get this book and I say man I'm excited about hack 7475 can I just jump there?
1: Sure and that's a good point because this book is not it does not need to be read in a linear fashion. Okay. Uh, as I say on my as I often say about my my engagement books is you can look at them as a cookbook. You can scan the table of contents. You can find a recipe to make tomorrow's lesson delicious. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can jump to that page, and then you're all set. So, so yeah, 74, Beautiful. 75. Bam. So I'm jumping right to 74, 75. What do I get? You need to be careful of the length of your presentations. That's one thing I'll say before I get started. You know, I, I go for maybe 10 or 15 minutes tops, and then I have the kids apply what they learned. But in that 10 or 15 minutes, I want those kids engaged with me, collaborating with one another, and participating in that presentation. That's what's different. Now, I'm going to talk about two amazing tech tools that will make this happen. The first one is Pear Deck. I became exposed to Pear Deck about a year ago, Mark, and it absolutely transformed the way I present to students. And it's kind of interesting. K-12 teachers are far ahead of college professors when it comes to presenting. And, and that's, that's a pretty strong statement, but I work with college professors because I teach a dual enrollment class, and I see this at work. K-12 teachers were ahead of the game. Now, with a platform like Pear Deck, what you do is you take your old PowerPoints, or you take your Google Slide presentations, and you just load them up to Pear Deck, and then, Mark... Here's the beauty. You can embed prompts in the presentation.
0: Wow. Wow! Oh. I, got, no, I got cheers going now on this. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear them, but I actually got some cheers going. Yeah, now, now, I, that, now, that now, sounds hold, amazing.
1: Now, 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 hold on. There's more to it than just that. I, I teach in a, a relatively large classroom physically. My uh, smart board projector is probably from the previous century. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as it's not as crisp as it used to be. I, I teach in a room that faces east, so in the morning the sun just comes through the windows, which is glorious, but makes it darned hard to see my smart board. So what Pear Deck also does is the students have an invite code, kind of like a Kahoot game, mm-hmm. and, and once they're in, you control what they see on their device. It could be a smartphone, it could be a... A Chromebook, it could be a laptop, and then you advance the presentation and they get to look at their screens instead of looking across the room at a at a smart board that's seen its better days
0: yeah, and they're going to be more engaged because it's in their hands right I mean that's mm-hmm. the key to mobile, right you know I've got it in yeah. my hands, I'm scrolling, I'm looking whatever you know that's amazing it's interactive so and
1: you're then making what happened- your
0: presentation interactive.
1: And then Yes, and then here's the interactive part. So what happens is, like all good presentations, you put in a great hook in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this hook could be some type of dilemma. And by the way, I have a great hack on, on hooks. But this hook could be somewhat of a dilemma. At the end of the year, I showed a movie to my advanced students. These are juniors and seniors, and it was a violent movie, and it wouldn't be appropriate for younger kids. But it was called Anthropoid. It's about the assassination of Reinhold... Heydrich, who was the Nazi commander of Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. And what happened was uh, these guys from the Czech underground parachuted into Czechoslovakia. They waste this guy, and the Nazis went on a rampage after that, just murdering anybody associated with these assassins. Mm-hmm. So before I even get into the meat of the subject, the kids don't even know what's coming, I throw a hook question out to them via Pear Deck. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the the hook question is, your town has been occupied by a brutal foreign power, you join the underground, you have the opportunity to kill a high-ranking official which is going to complicate their efforts. But in response to that, your friends and family are gonna get tortured and executed. Do you pull the trigger?
0: Wow. Now, so Gia, that's the prompt. I, 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 and and this is the key to hacking engagement. You know, I I, I want to just make sure people get the have the clarity that I have right now. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, it, it's just tech tools, right? But you know, you're right. giving us a tech tool, Pear Deck, and mm-hmm. but then there's sort of this built-in hack too. So somebody might look at this hack and say, well, this is about a tech tool, Pear Deck, but right. really. It's not. It's about hacking your presentation. It's about using tech, but then using that hook as well. That's a key. Right. It's huge. Now, now here's, here's what's crazy, Mark, is in Pear Deck, there's a little timer.
1: So the students get this prompt on their device right in front of them, and then, bam, a timer comes up. And they have a minute or two to respond. And then, Mark, their responses pop up anonymously oh, on great. the smart board. For for everyone to see, or or actually
0: not even right in front of their faces on their device on on the Pear Deck on their device, right. Yeah,
1: and you know amazing. how many kids are in the in the classroom. If there's 24 kids, you want 24 responses. It's not like the TV sitcom where you got two or three stars. Like
0: you remember, sure. Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. Hey, we shifted from movies to T V. <laughs> Love Welcome Back Otter. <laughs> well, no, welcome back Otter, you had five kids that
1: right. talked, and
0: the rest of them just kind of. They sat just all sat just... there, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and and you're right, so, so, you know, especially in big classes, that's why I always say, you know, like the old hands up rule, it's like, you know, calling on kids. You're gonna get the same two, three kids every time. Well, you're talking that's... about real engagement. Everybody's yeah. participating.
1: Right, and so even those kids in Welcome Back, Cotter, that you saw once—it's like the red shirt guys on Star Trek. Right, <laughs> they're always going to die. <laughs> I mean, even the red shirt guys on Star Trek are are expressing an opinion. Uh, I, I, are we like watching too much TV,
0: Mister Barnes? I'm, I'm starting to get that impression, Jim. <laughs> but hey, we've got it. We're, we're at least taking some time to write and talk about books. So I I love the idea of paradox and engagement. Now, you said 74 and 75. Is there another tool or strategy? Okay, well, this might
1: surprise the listeners after what I just said, but I flip probably about 80% of my presentations. Most of my presentations, the kids watch on their own time, and then we come back the next day and apply
0: it. Okay.
1: So outside of class,
0: they might watch Right, right. Yeah, flip learning. Take it home with you. Okay.
1: You got it, man. So here's the thing about flipped learning, which I love. It, it, you know, Kids consume mass quantities of videos. It's very natural for them to go mm-hmm. this route. They love it. They love how they can do it at their own pace. They love how they can stop it, rewind it, watch something again if they didn't understand. It, it's just a really good way to present. But when I started doing flipped presentations about five years ago, I had this sneaking suspicion that some of the kids weren't watching. But they were nearly, merely merely uh, just grabbing the notes from somebody else, copying it down, saying, hey, look, I watched it because, you know, path of least resistance. Right. I, I also felt that I was somewhat removed from these kids with Flip lectures. In other words, you know, they're watching it at home at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I'm in bed by right, then. Man. I mean, we're, we're, we're having this exchange of information that I'm not really part of. So, Mark, here we go, man. Ed Puzzle. Ed Puzzle Ed is. Ed Puzzle. Is absolutely the way to revolutionize flip presentations. And when I share this with colleagues, and when I share this with people at professional development, they're like, "Oh, I didn't know this existed. This is awesome!" And and once you start using it, you never go back.
0: That's so, that's amazing. See what we're bringing here. This is why you got to do hacking engagement again, right? Because this wasn't in the yeah. first fifty. <laughs> you no. got to
1: have it. No, and and and, and here's the thing. Everything I said about Pear Deck applies to uh, Edpuzzle. You put in a great hook, and then bam, there is a prompt, and the students can respond. Now, guess what? I'm sitting at home, the kids at his house, doing this little thing, watching this video. All of a sudden, I see how he responded, and I can reply back.
0: Oh, wow. That's interactive.
1: And something else. I can see if they watched. I can see how much they watched. I can see when they watched. It's a little Big brothery. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but, th- but in a good way. <laughs> but, but here's the other thing that, that I love so much, Mark, is check it out, man. I used to assign a flip presentation. The kids just kind of fast-forward through. This makes it like on-demand programming. Kids can pause. Kids can rewind. They can't fast-forward. They have to watch it in real time. It's accountability.
0: Right. Yeah. That's 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 spectacular. So we're now we're also we're carrying the engagement outside of, of school as well and we're we're putting a little hack on flipped learning as well. Because you know, right. I, I'm with you. I think flipped learning's great and and you know, I started doing flipped learning a long time ago. I, I, I like to think before even flipped learning was popular, you know. But mm-hmm. we had a website many years ago in my class and and uh, I would pop videos on there and say to the kids, go home and watch these videos. But, uh, you know, also, a lot of times they wouldn't, you know, for whatever right. reason. And mm-hmm. so so I think that's a problem. And I've heard that pushback from a lot of people in education is to say, well, you know, flipped learning, that's just trendy. And you go home and they, they maybe don't watch it. And there's all kinds of stumbling blocks. But now when you inject this, right. uh, this additional tech into your yes. flipped learning video, wow, that's amazing.
1: And- and here's something else that I want you to, to to chew on. I mean, those folks that say that that's kind of trendy—that's absurd. Because if, if anything, we're moving to more online <laughs> delivery of content. Absolutely. And, yeah. and this is this is absolutely perfect for this. And you can use it with any video on YouTube. If you get uh, a Khan Academy or a John Green um uh, mm-hmm. history video, you can put those questions into those videos too. Oh, but great. but but be careful of that because if you start using somebody else's stuff too much, you will lose some in contact with those kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jim, this is amazing. So we we've we've got a couple of incredible hacks with, with Pear Deck and Ed Puzzle and mm-hmm. and they're helping us not only inject some technology the right way. You know, 'cause it right. isn't just throw a tool at kids you know so it's about how we do it and then you know you're giving us so much with taking these tools and then also adding some flair with the presentation with the hook you know that's not a tech tool that's a teacher so you know i i love that as well and uh and what else do you got for us because now i'm just now i gotta hurry up and hang up and i gotta go get this this book but give me one thing (laughs) all right You've, you've heard the cliche.
1: I'm not big on cliches, but I'm going to lay one on you right now. What's good for the goose is good for the gander.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We need to help kids with their presentations. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're sticking with the presentation theme, too. I love that. Yeah, we're it, talking it, it, about from the teacher level first, but what about kids? Well, I mean, they need to be good so, at so, presenting. So here's here's where I'm going to put on my
1: Yoda robes. I'm going to hang out in the back of the room, and I'm going to be the guide on the side, which which I do love, and that's... Helping kids present better. Now, I don't know about you, Mark, but I think, well, I do know about you. I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this. Every teacher has had the painful experience of student presentation day.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Believe <laughs> so you me. I've <laughs> you, got, you, got,
1: you, got tw- you got 25 kids ambling up there. They're nervous. Uh, their presentations aren't very good. They tend to regurgitate. Mm-hmm. The same stuff over and over and over. It takes days,
0: and everyone
1: is hurting. <laughs> Everybody's dying. There's no Jim, engagement. you said
0: something about a hook before. This is like the ultimate hook. Now, I know right now <laughs> listeners are like, oh, my goodness. They're they're feeling the pain. They've got this that's pain right. point like I have, and they're saying, okay, he's going to give me something that's going to take this pain away.
1: What is it? We, well, 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 you know – I have a hack called Hack 61, which explains how to do 27 student presentations in nine minutes. All right. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Come
0: on. I know you're the engagement guy, but I mean, come on, man.
1: 27 presentations in nine minutes and each kid presents for three minutes. I have another hack in the book which talks about what those presentations, how to improve those presentations dramatically, get rid of the bullet points, bring in great images, insert hooks. And what happens is there's a lot of simultaneous action going on right now. But these presentations are filled with collaboration between students and peer assessment. And, Mark, I did this not not long ago, and you're going to love this. You know, I, I'm I'm I've been in teaching for a long time. I, I don't sweat teacher evaluations anymore. Heck, all my principals are so much younger than I am. <laughs> it doesn't even bother me anymore. Right. But 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 he uh he came up to me. My principal came up to me, good guy, and he's like, uh, I gotta observe you. What do you want to do? And I said, Let's try something that I've never tried before called the gallery walk. So what it is, Mark, is the students break up into these smaller groups. And you say go, they present for three, and then uh, then there's uh, a lot of peer assessment, and then they switch places, and it's just like this little circuit. Mm-hmm. And at the end at the end of this lesson, my uh, my principal is like, you got to share this with your colleagues. I mean, I, I I've been in a lot of classes, and I've seen a lot of student presentations, and this was so much more.
0: Here's the word engaging. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So, and and you said twenty seven kids in nine minutes, right? That's right. right. We're looking at about three minutes per presentation, but they're also assessing. I love that piece. I mean, that's another, and that's engagement. You know, we. I think sometimes we as educators look at assessment as a one way proposition. You know, it's a teacher giving a grade.
1: And think of it this way: twenty seven minutes is not a whole class period. You have an extended debriefing session at the end of that, where. Students want to talk about their peers and what a great job they did.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it's awesome when kids are talking about, you know, that's assessment. You know, they're making observations and they're providing feedback. And, you know, kids love to hear their peers' feedback really more than the teachers. That's you know, that. That's, that's right. Yeah.
1: So, so so bag that three-day marathon, that three-day blah, blah, blah fest, and, and check out Hack 61. You don't have to use it every time, but I bet you use it once and I bet you use it
0: again. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what I did today is you asked me for three hacks, and I focused on presentation. And the reason for that was is because I think that it is so undervalued right now. And I don't think Mm -hmm. we talk about presentation, and we should. Uh, It's kind of like one of those things that that guide on the side, stage on stage thing has Mm -hmm. taken over our mindset. And we've just thought, well, that's not important. And it is important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Jim, what I love is you gave three, you talked about three hacks, uh, in a book that has 50. But right. really what I noticed is that there's hacks inside those hacks. You know, yes. I mean, I mean, yes. really we, we might have 50 on the cover, but my goodness, I mean, it sounds to me like there's, you know, hundreds of, of amazing hacks for engagement in here. People just have to be racing to get this. I mean, there's so much rich content here. And Jim, you know, I know, I don't know how many people know this about you, but what I love about you is, you know, people might listen to this and we stereotype a little bit. And I think people might listen to this and go, you know, this guy's, maybe this guy's been teaching seven, eight, nine years, you know, Mm -hmm. because he's just so excited and he's constantly learning and all. How long you been teaching, Jim?
1: Starting year 33. And, um, Mr. Barnes, I could retire last October, I just can't imagine retiring. I don't know what I'd do with myself.
0: Uh, it's just—it's just a great job. I love it. Yeah, and and I I love that about you, Jim, and the, and the fact that you've been at it so long, and you're just constantly, always striving to be better. And you know, a well, lot of teachers when they get to that age, I've run into some of them. You know, they say, yeah. you know, this—it's too much. All the new tech and the, you know, and the new styles of teaching and student-centered learning and all that is just too much, and they. They do want to get out, and I think it's amazing yeah. when somebody like you says, hey, i, I got to roll with it, and i got to continue to learn and get better, and you're having fun with it.
1: Right, and I, Mark, everything that I write about in the book, I mean, I've made all the mistakes. I've bored kids with long presentations. I've had student presentation day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've done
0: all this stuff. I've made all these mistakes. Yeah, but you know what you've done, Jim, is you've hacked it. That's it. <laughs> you, you have hacked learning, my friend, and that's the essence yeah. of what we do. You know, this is uh, the amazing James Sturdivant, and we could we could do this forever, really. You know, J- Jim and I talk on Voxer. It's a tool I've talked a lot about, and I know Jim's written about it. And we talk back and forth so much and keep the conversation going, and we could just do this forever. But there's uh, a hack hack on (laughs) Boxer. There you go. See? Now we gave we're given more. We're always given on the Hack Learning Podcast. The book is Hacking Engagement Again. Fifty teacher tools that will make students love your class. Now, what teacher wouldn't want that? Because if they love your class, they're gonna love learning. Jim Stordovant, this has been incredible as always. Thank you so much. And um uh, let's uh, let's get people over to Hacking Engagement again. They're going to find it on Amazon. You're going to find it at hacklearning.org. You're going to find it at Barnes & Noble. Jim, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been amazing.
1: Always a pleasure, Mr. Barnes. You've been listening to the Hack Learning
0: Podcast with edu-hacker extraordinaire, Mark Barnes. If your ears can stand it, listen to more at hacklearningpodcast.com and read a Hack Learning book for crying out loud. They're smart, practical, and shockingly inexpensive. Grab one today at hacklearningbooks.com.